8.30. Okay, go ahead. No, I want to save it for when we're All right, we're starting. So I was sitting at my table last night at my gala. Shout out to the Daytona Lynx. Right? <laughs> and on my phone, I, I screamed out, oh, no, because Matthew Perry had passed away. I've I, got this up. Yep. And, uh. Yeah, you know, me and me me and Abba big friends friends fans. And so, you know, some it kinda hit me. Yeah. And uh but at the same time I said to myself, Oh now that dude can rest. Cause he had a he had a tough time. Well, and I think even clean and sober, he still was not at peace. If that makes sense. Yeah, and I and I think you know, they said there were no drugs found at the scene. I think ultimately, I bet you he had a heart attack and right. drowned. Yeah. Yeah. There were a few things that were kind of eerie about it. Like he had just recently, a couple of days ago, posted a selfie in that hot tub, you know, saying something about it. And, you know, he played pickleball that day. His assistant found him. And, uh, yeah, it was probably cardiac arrest in the hot tub and he drowned. Mm-hmm. But. He definitely had overcome a lot, but I think, I don't know a ton about addiction, right? But it seems like there are certain ones that just grab hold of your soul. Yeah, and he had had all these, I mean, a bunch of surgeries. Mm -hmm. His health had been bad. Yeah, so sometimes you can finally beat it, but uh, the cumulative effect of all Mm -hmm. those years of of drug use, Mm -hmm. you can't outrun it. Right super sad i mean it's just he's like one of our contemporaries like the friends seem too young to be in the celebrity death pool they are you know yeah, 54 is young <laughs> sure is. i mean like come on and sure is uh, like, that's like telling me oh you only got seven years left hope not <laughs> right so mm-hmm. yeah that was sad it's very sad um but then i got to do the wobble All right, we're going to come back to that. But first, I'm going to say to our audience, welcome to the Dining Room Studio this Sunday morning. I'm Sue O'Lear. And I am Johnny Hampton. We are the Strongly Worded Podcast, and uh, we've been doing well. We've got our consistent, our downloads are up. People are getting our people back. We had some conversation in the group last week. That silly yeah. poll or that silly article we put <laughs> in sure brought did. out the yes, brought out the it conversation. Sh- it sure did. Yep. Uh, the, we didn't get anybody in vocal support for daddy talk. Yes, I'm glad most people agreed with me. Well, we don't know. Like it, it was, it came out so instantly against it that the people who might enjoy it might uh, have been reluctant. Don't be reluctant. You mean, you know, I mean, it is the strongly worded podcast group. <laughs> we can take it. <laughs> you can take it. Yeah. So, um, but one of the things that I did, bring to the you know this is a late october going into november and in thinking about matthew perry last night i started thinking about you know this is when a lot of those celebrity death lists start coming oh, out for yeah. the year and we started talking about it so so i pulled one up aside from matthew perry was there one this year that hit you you know what like i often it's so it's so sad to, to say this right like so when things first happen they hit me and then i forget like Sometimes I'll look, I'm like, he's been dead this long, that long? Right. Like, so I bet you, like, when you go through the list, I'll be like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, off the top of my head, no. Yeah, we, um, I'll, I'll do some uh, that were, I mean, we lost Lisa Marie Presley this year, which was yeah. super sad. Mm-hmm. Um, I think probably similarly, 
both to her dad and to Matthew Perry. Like it had a lot to do with, uh, regardless of where she was today, kind of a lifetime of, mm-hmm. of abusing her body in different ways. And um, David Crosby. Oh, yeah. That kind of went like, it wasn't as big as it should have been to me. <laughs> I know, like, like, I wondered if it was because people thought he had already died. Maybe. Because you know how sometimes you have those two and you were like, you're like, they were, they were still alive. Yeah. Because that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big yeah, time. It's a big one. Um, Tony Bennett. Oh, okay. See, that's one I forgot. Mm-hmm. Right? Like when it happened, I'm like, damn, Tony Bennett died. Yeah. Yeah. Lance Reddick. That hit me hard. Yeah. Okay. So there we go. That's when I forgot that killed me because I'm a big Wire fan. I also, um, pretty much a lot of the stuff he's been in, like he was on the show I like called Bosch. But like, I'm a big Wire fan. Mm-hmm. That's where I first noticed him. So yeah, that was a big one. He had a he had heart problems. It's like, damn. Mm-hmm. He's a good actor, man. Yeah. That was that was one that hit me. Yep. Yep. Uh Tina Turner. It's like we knew that one was coming too, but it still didn't hurt less. Yeah, I think we did we talk about that on the podcast? We pro- I mean, I can't imagine we wouldn't Simply have Yeah. 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 Tough year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I'm not even halfway through. The ones that just happened to be on this list. We lost Harry Belafonte this year. <sighs> I thought about that last night. When, uh, I was playing uh, music, Halloween music, and Jump in the Line was one oh. of the ones that was. And I was like, oh. Man, how about that. Like, so, like, as a as a black man, a lot of times you say, yo, man, I owe, like, everything I'm able to do out here in these streets since mm-hmm. segregation. Like, you think about Martin Luther King. You think about all these people. But Harry Belafonte, like, and Sidney Poitier, did he, he didn't die this year. That was last year. It was not this year. Yeah, like, those dudes were also on the front lines of that. Mm-hmm. And think about it. Like, they were they were making movies that were like, whew, right. guess who's coming to dinner? Yeah. Yeah, man. Was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, you know, back then, you risked your livelihood. Right. To talk about some of the inequities in America. Mm-hmm. So, that, yeah, that's a big deal, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We lost Sinead. Oh, another sad one. She's young too. Mm-hmm. And she's one to me that I feel like there are times when um, people die and there's a bandwagon of support. Like where were the Sinead lovers yeah, when well, she was when the Catholic speaking church out was on, on Saturday Night Live? Like when the Catholic church was, when she was, times when she was afraid for her life, when she you know, basically lost her entire career speaking out about something that we now know in 2023 was absolutely true and correct and right on. Mm-hmm. They thought she was nuts. And they thought she was nuts. Come to find out all these priests are doing just what she said they were mm-hmm. doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Paul Rubens we lost this year. P.B. Herman. That was just some months ago. Yeah, it was recently. I didn't realize he had been sick for so long. He was pretty private about it. America, Paul Rubens is Pee Wee Herman. Right. You don't know. Okay. Yeah. Jimmy Buffett. Man. This has been a terrible year for celebrity deaths. You're a Jimmy Buffett fan? I'm not a fan, but I know who he is. Right. I know this. Everybody knows the song Margaritaville. Mm-hmm. Right. And, I've, and I travel to the Caribbean quite frequently mm-hmm. in my life. And... This dude 
builds Margaritaville, but it, he doesn't just build them. He gives money to the places where they're at. Mm-hmm. Like, man. About uh, seven years ago, six, seven years ago, I traveled to the Keys with my girlfriends from college. And um, one of my girlfriends on this trip, we had joked going in, she was a notoriously not a Jimmy Buffett fan. <laughs> but, the, you know, we flew into Miami, we rented a car, we stayed in Miami for a night or two and then rented a car and drove through the islands right on that long bridge. And the first place we got off was Key Largo when we got out of the car to go into this little place on the water um, for lunch. And we sat down and order our drinks. And of course, you start hearing Jimmy Buffett mm-hmm. music playing. And she said, here, it makes sense. It now does. I understand it. Yeah. I get it. We are on island time. Like the first time we, I don't know about you or whatever. The first time I visited the Keys and stepped out like that, island time made sense to me. Like yes. It, it's different. It is different. It's very different. So, yeah. Um, Raquel Welch. Man. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Cindy Williams. Oh. Now, we, you know, this list was published a while back, so we have... Cindy uh, Williams of Laverne and Shirley Laverne fame, and, yeah. in case you're wondering. Yeah. And Suzanne Summers now. Oh, yeah. Suzanne Summers just recently. Oh, and just this past week, too, Piper Laurie. Rudolph Isley. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Dick Buckus. That was a big one. Dear Lord, Diane Feinstein. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, it'll be a long list at the Oscars this year. Bob Barker. Mm. Bob Barker's my childhood, man. Right, like who's replacing these? Will you talk about this? This is one of your, I'm stealing your lines, but who's replacing these people? Like, and I first, like, I first started noticing that when, like, Luther Vandross died. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, when Marvin Gaye died, you had Luther Vandross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Like mm-hmm. you had this soul singer and, you know, now Luther Vandross is dead. Who's that guy? Yeah. Like when Denzel Washington goes. Who's the next dude? We don't have one. Right. Right. When the venerable Tom Cruise. No, I'm just kidding. you gotta be a listener to get that (laughs) we're entering that time of year too where where some of those early episodes stand out right (laughs) talking about the movies talking about the holidays (laughs) uh we lost the unabomber really yeah ted kaczynski died in june wow Mm -hmm. and pat robertson speaking of american terrorists sorry (laughs) Hey, it's the strongly worded podcast. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So, so yeah. I'm. Sh- you know. I don't. I don't know who's. We got a couple months left. Yeah. Somebody always goes around the holidays. Mm-hmm. It's always surprising. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Is anybody truly surprising? I mean, it seems like a lot of Matthew Perry. I guess. Is the no, biggest Matthew Perry, me, right? Lance Reddick, Pee Wee Herman. Um, nobody knew that. P.B. Herman was sick. Um, you know. Yeah, man. It's just, yeah, those are those are some huge losses this year. I uh, looked at TMZ this morning, and there was a clip where they were, like, these people were filming, of course, Matthew's parents and step 
parents coming to the house. And I clicked, mm-hmm. but I knew kind of what I was looking for. And I saw the shot I was looking for. The, the shot that TMZ posted, their guy was back. So you actually saw all the reporters on these people. It wasn't just on the people. It was mm. on this. On what was going on? Yeah, this mass of flash bulbs and whatever. This close to the vehicle. The people who are mourning the long, like, it's no respect. It's just ridiculous. That's why TMZ gets some of the scoops they get. Because mm-hmm. they don't seem to violate people's privacy. Right? They, like, that guy, like you said, he's far back. Yeah. Like all, I, all I really need to do is film the house. Yeah. Right. I don't need to be up on them. If I film the house and see the parents walking in, they don't have to see me. That's mm-hmm. still news. Mm-hmm. Like it crosses the line of news when you're, I can't get out my car to go see my dead son's body. Right. That's ridiculous to me. It's, it's just insane. But on a lighter TMZ note, this is celebrity craziness. Did you see where Kurt Cobain's daughter oh. married Tony Hawk's son? And it was officiated by Michael Stipe from R.E.M. That's like <laughs> what? Everybody in their fifties right now is like mind blown. I was just like, what? Yep. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Gosh, she looks like her dad, Francis Bean. I was like, what? Do you remember where you were when Kurt Cobain died? Was that a big deal to you when that happened? It was a big deal. I don't remember where I was, but it was a big deal. Nirvana was um, like, like those. Are, that's one of the like Nirvana, Metallica, uh, Guns N' Roses. There, there are some rock bands that cross all kinds. Like people might think, oh, rock is only for a certain segment or demographic. You know where we really saw evidence of what you're saying is on our trip. That's right. And we're in that big ass pool. In 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 uh, in. The Dominican Republic (laughs) singing um, Living on a Prayer. Right. Everybody. Everybody. There's some rock groups that cross all demographics, right? Mm -hmm. It's just good music that people enjoy. Uh, Nirvana is one of those groups. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it was sad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But congratulations to Francis and I don't remember Tony's son's name. Mr. and Mrs. Hawk. Mr. and Mrs. Hawk. Were you an R.E.M. fan? Uh, loved R.E.M. Oh, Joe hates R.E.M., losing so I my, can never... If Losing My Religion is on, I'm singing that joint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I'm just going to continue on the morbid because I have one more morbid <laughs> subject coming up. Soon as the main shooting happened and I saw a little bit about this shooter, I said, he's going to kill himself. And he did. Which I guess to the families involved prevents them from having to go through this trial and having it relived over and over and over again, and mm. and all of that maybe I don't know. But I wonder if that damn. helps. Like I often wonder if someone uh, were to kill someone I loved, and then they got off like like to me. Do you ever get justice? Do you ever get do you ever get any kind of closure? Yeah. Or because something like that happens, you wouldn't get closure either way. So I am very much of the opinion um that suicide is never the easy way out. Like people who say suicide is selfish um don't 
understand the inner workings of suicidal right. ideation. I'm, However, mm-hmm. in a situation like this, um, I think that coward, right? Yeah, but he probably was that mentally ill and had those ideations. And, you know, it's yet another white dude that did something like this that, you yeah. know. And I mean, like, when I, when I say, like, when something like that, I mean, like, not going to jail well, for right. the family right, right, like right for the family they might think oh right, he took the easy way out he's yeah. not gonna go to jail and pay for his right. crimes and all that kind of stuff but yeah i mean if you know anyone who has any type of mental illness suicidal thoughts is, is uh nothing to play with right right so but yeah i i, I wonder if it provides any type of closure mm-hmm. like oh he, you know yeah, i don't know or would they, would they feel better if the cop shot him? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, it's mm-hmm. things like that. I hope I never have to find out. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I wonder, I wonder. Yeah, we got so many mass shootings, man. <laughs> it's Only uh, here? Only in America. Only in America. But we don't want to do anything about it, so. And it's, to me, it's it's even just more than the gun laws. It's the the culture that we live. From the TV shows to everything else. The lack it, of mental health. Yeah, it promotes it promotes care. these things. Mm-hmm. Such a lack of mental health care. Like, still yeah. a lot of stigma and inability to, you know, reach resources. Terrible health care. I mean, I have I joke that I have this great insurance that I can't afford to use, and you know, I make money. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. My dad would. He would reach out and scold me if you ever heard me say this but you know i it's things like this that really make me question whether we really are this greatest nation i often say like we are still the greatest nation on earth but i also say we will never reach what we think we are because we lack empathy mm-hmm. uh, throughout the history of america that is what the biggest problem has been, right? From when we from the inception when we get when we take the land from Indians, we don't have any empathy for them, mm-hmm. the Native Americans. We don't mm-hmm. care, right? Slavery, can't empathize with the people who are enslaved, right? When they come out of that slavery, we don't empathize. I'm doing well. That's all that matters, mm-hmm. right? So if they got redlining and they got housing discrimination, what do I care? I got this big house, mm-hmm. right? Women can't vote. Who cares? Like, I'm watching this show right now on Apple TV. I think it's called Lessons in Chemistry. And it's about um, Brie Larson is in it. Mm -hmm. And basically, she's a brilliant chemist who didn't get her doctorate or master's because the professor tried to rape her. And no one believed her. Mm -hmm. And now she's doing all this work and has to put man's name on it. Like, what do they care? One was there, right? right? And so that's why we can't get anywhere from just the smallest things that we even deal with. There's no empathy ever mm-hmm. to the largest scale. So, And that seems to be growing. Like the more mm-hmm. opportunity people have to express it, they do. Things like social media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, these microphones, I, yeah. you know, I, there's so many more ways to broadcast it. And if, and as we live in a place where um, the push is to retell the stories of our history, it will only increase. I wasn't going to talk about Israel today, and I'm probably still not, except to say that I 
uh, watched and shared that post from Ryan Bialik. And, uh, oh, no, I didn't see that one. I saw that TikTok you sent me. Oh, I d- yeah, I did send you that TikTok, yeah. Um, yeah, just last night when I came home and was chilling. I, I have a good friend out there um, who, for in a lot of different ways, is the reason why I have the online presence I do back when I was blogging, and that was what was big and popular and, and mine got a lot of hits and, you know, doing a lot of things. I, my friend, and she'd probably cringe at me calling her a mentor, Carla. Um, she, I, she's Jewish. I respect a lot of what she has to say. I know her inside out. I know her heart. And, um, whenever she posts something about what's going on, I read it and, you know, trust it. Like you look to people who yeah. are smarter than you about things right. to, to learn from and and it was a good it's a good piece it's long I I would follow it through to the end watch the whole thing but um definitely explains and you know she and I were talking just this morning um about a friendship that ended with her over this because somebody who was not willing to um learn expressed a very um naive uh but but staunch opinion Mm. about it and uh you know she had to she had to put a boundary there and and disconnect because you know like I've said even just in the last year on a much much smaller scale about people I've disconnected from like you can't there's times like boundaries aren't Mm. aren't for the other person they're for you and you gotta sometimes you just gotta keep you just gotta shrink your circle for your own like I, I, I keep, you know, the thing I think about when I think about this conflict is Hamas does not equal the Palestinian people. And but, you know, you got to watch this because mm-hmm. Hamas is a ter- terrorist organization, right. right? And there are real, honest to goodness, human beings that I'm sure are anti-Hamas, mm-hmm. um, but are still anti-Semitic. Yeah. Um, but so like, and, and people don't want to end in any, Judaism. They want to end Jewish people. Right. In any segment though, right? Like, so in any segment of a population, you're going to have that, right? Like, so the way I, the way I, the, I first bottom line it is I say, okay, Hamas does not necessarily equal what all the Palestinian people want. The Israeli government bombing all these places does not necessarily equal what the Israeli people want, right? Like, people do what they do. And then you boil it down. Yes, there are some Palestinians who are extreme, just like in America. There are people who are extreme, just like in Israel, there's people who are extreme. But I I, I always lean towards the majority of the people like that TikTok you sent me on that train. Mm Right, like, mm-hmm. dude, like, what's going on is messed up. I'm sorry this is happening to you. I'm sorry this is happening to you, and maybe it does. Like she said, it starts. It starts with people like that. The question is, in in like in countries like that, it's very difficult to <laughs> for that to permeate society, right? Like, so I don't know what's gonna happen. It's it's a scary thing because, like, you like like. World War Three could happen if if that is not contained, mm-hmm. right? Because I read a, a statistic where it stated that um, Jews were being exterminated for four years before action was taken. Now, we didn't 
it was a much bigger world then. Yeah. Right? News was not as easily accessible. I would hope that that couldn't happen again today. Yeah. But I understand why the fear is there. Oh, listen. You know, when you have a history like the Holocaust, you the, the, those stories are passed around through generations, and it keeps you on guard. Right? Like, I often tell people, like, I am only one generation removed from segregation mm-hmm. right like my dad was born in 57 yeah right and so you hear stories and when you hear those stories you absolutely think it can happen again mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. absolutely believe that and so that's the empathy right like so you understand why you can understand you can understand things and also not agree with them 100%. Like so people there's some people who don't agree with Israel bombing and all that kind of stuff. I like I said, I'm not smart enough to know everything, right? Mm-hmm. So I can't. But you might be able to understand it if they're sca- you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. if they're so scared right. that this can be an ongoing thing. And that's where Look. diplomacy got to click kick in, but who When I was born my mom couldn't get a credit card in her name. <laughs> Right. She couldn't probably get a mortgage in her name. She had to have her husband's permission to get her tubes tied or probably, I think, still to be on birth control. So uh, the overturning of Roe versus Wade is meaningful to me for a lot of reasons. Right. Like uh, the everything going on in in Florida curriculum is meaningful to you for a lot of reasons. Right. right? So um, the fear of my Jewish friends is so real to them and becoming more and more real to me as I get it. I'm understanding it. I get it. I, yeah. And that's where, the, that's where, like I said, that's where empathy kicks in, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have to, under, like I have friends that, you know, they, oh, free Palestine. And, and I, I empathize with them too. Like I, I just feel bad for the whole thing. And I don't know how, I don't know how it gets fixed because ultimately all the time, the people who are involved in this want an outcome for a specific reason. And it's not always the reason just of peace. And we have, yeah, you're right. I'm going to leave it at that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I'll not talk about this again next week. And and (laughs) we've talked about it every (laughs) week, but listen, we do a good job though. Yeah. We do a good job. I hope so. I don't know. I don't know that I really, say anything but yeah dave Chappelle got in some trouble this week you saw that i did not yeah he was just talking about like he didn't he didn't like the response like you know he but at first they said he got in trouble he didn't really get it was one person he just he was just saying he didn't like you know i guess apparently they're shutting off water they're doing all these kind of things and he's like you know he he's trying to empathize with the people who may not who now may be getting who may be in the crossfire? Yeah, the crossfire. This like like we discussed, and and I, I guess one guy had to be escorted out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, "Fuck you, Dave." Yeah, it's tough, man. And like I said, get educated on it. Mm-hmm. Right, like this thing has been going on a long time, and, and like whether you believe the you know how how it became Israel and all that that. that that's for another day, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's for another day to right. discuss. Like, what we're discussing now is uh, 
genocide and war. We have discussed before about how marginalized communities sometimes turn on each other. This is a perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, man. And this is the point that one of my friends was making my friend was making when I was talking to her today. This person that was so pro uh Palestine is somebody that Palestinians would hate because reasons that are personal to this person that I'm, you know. Yeah. And um you know, so this person is is is, you know, trying to support their plight when it wouldn't be reciprocated. Oh, it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like a, a gay Republican. Exactly. Mm. Or a female Republican. <laughs> yeah, or a black Republican. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. So. So, you know, there's a lot of that. Just pray, man. If you like if you're if you're in the prayer, pray for the people that are down there. Pray, pray for the leaders to make good sound decisions. Pray for the people here that are walking that, past that are guilty too. That are guilty, that are hearing, you know, anti Semitism was already on the rise here. Uh and I, I mean like it, it's it's on our it's in our within our borders as well. On yeah. both on all sides. On both sides. All what, sides. What kills me about that is like after nine eleven there's a lot of anti-Muslim stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're doing that now to Jewish people, it makes you, like, come on, man. That, again, no empathy. And, and then, like you said last year, the majority of American terrorists are white males, but where's <laughs> where's the people? Profiling them. Profiling them. Right. Yeah. I went to the doctor yesterday. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, I've been on a kind of a quest to find one that I can, hey, that I can uh, vibe with to borrow <laughs> the lingo of our young people. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I, it's my second visit with to this practice that I, I think I've found it. Okay, right? got the vibe. Got the vibe, got the good vibe. Um, got another pile of stuff for um, more blood work and things like that to look to reveal some things. But, you know, I'm in menopause. She was... She confirmed that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, now, Doc. I know not that I appreciate really needed you. it, but when I appreciate I'm, you, I know when I'm when I when it was hard for me to turn fifty and this or that, and then I had to deal with the M word or whatever. But she was cool, and she uh, some of the, the symptoms and things that I came to her with that I have been to other uh, physicians with. Uh, with much less success over the years. Um, she started with um, support, like, oh, I get it. Or you already know, I wish that most of my patients knew as much as you do about this kind of thing. Or, you know, so that's always a good place to start when you um, can acknowledge that you don't have to have a medical degree to know what's going on in your own body. Mm-hmm. Um, based on the the new orders that I got for blood work, she is, they, this practice is much more progressive. You know, they're, they're more new school than old school. Um, a lot of PAs and nurse practitioners as a part of it and not just all MD, which I think is fantastic. Um, they're it, not something I'm interested in, at least right now, but they're a cannabis clinic also, which oh. kind of made me feel like, yep, they're, mm. you know, they're, they're progressive and it's not, you know, I'm not going to be sort of just turned away to 
Yeah, they might. They might. Told to eat less and move more. They and might give you a give you a blunt instead of a. <laughs> Instead, I don't, instead, I don't know. <laughs> instead of a pain pill, well, hey, you know, smoke this. <laughs> I told you about how I got some edibles after my surgery because I didn't want to do uh-huh. all the. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to take opiates, right? I have some personal reasons why I don't even want to go down that road, even you know, even to take little bitty ones after a surgery. So I got these edibles, and I made such a rookie mistake, man. When I t- ate the first one, I ate a little bit, mm-hmm. didn't feel anything. Oh, you didn't wait. I didn't wait long enough. So then I ate a little more. And then I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Terrified. Panicked. <laughs> my, oh. So I bought a dozen. I ate half of one. <laughs> 11.5 of them sat in my freezer for a year before I finally chucked them. But my <laughs> kids were like, my kids were like, why didn't you come out and tell us, Ma? We could have helped you through this. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm probably not going to be their primary candidate. I used to love to smoke when I was in college, but you know, anymore ne- it just I've, makes me paranoid. I've ne- I've never smoked in your life. People shocked. People mm-hmm. are shocked. I never smoked weed. I smoked yeah. cigarettes. Yeah. Uh, one summer. Mm-hmm. People often are shocked by that when I tell them. Yeah. Well, me vibing without it. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember when I was in college and it was, you know, to my, to your parents, to my parents, I don't know about your parents, to my parents, it was the worst thing. Like oh. there was no, no differentiation between like marijuana and cocaine. So my mom, was, my mom will get man, but my dad smoked a majority of his life. Mm. I tell people that all the time. They're, they're often shocked at that. And um, that's because like he never smoked on game days. Mm-hmm. Right. Like he always said, I'm not going to come up to talk. <laughs> to coach the kids fired up mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, I, I always said so and like his clothes never reeked of weed and all that kind of stuff like so when i tell people that like a lot of times like i walk into someone's house or something and they will just finish smoking or like some of the players that i used to coach they're in their 19 20 they spoke mm-hmm. now and i and i come in and they'll, they'll go to put it away <laughs> and i'll be like yo man i don't give a fuck about that like my dad mm-hmm. smoked, what Coach Johnny, smoked, yes, yep. He smoked his whole almost. He, he stopped some years, like I don't know, some years before he got before he passed away. But when I was a kid, I used to have to wait for him <laughs> to smoke before I went and watched the game with him in his in his room, mm-hmm. or wait for him to come out. So yeah, and I think that's why I didn't smoke, mm, be. right? Because like I maybe you know maybe he was high and I didn't notice, but I never noticed the difference in him. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. like he went to work. He was still my dad. We played video games. He took me to the park. He was not like mm-hmm. so. In my mind, maybe it helped him. Right, like so maybe it did. Mm-hmm. But I never noticed any change. Yeah. And so why would I do something if right. it's not gonna make me? It didn't. It didn't make to me. It didn't make him any different. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know if he like had anxiety or overthought stuff and mm-hmm. that's why he used it and it calmed him down maybe he felt better i never even talked to him about it right to be honest with you he was always glad that i didn't do it he would say i was so glad you didn't start smoking weed because i didn't want to be a hypocrite mm-hmm. and tell you not to do it when i did it my whole life well and it's too bad though that you know he probably did utilize it for medicinal reasons I think so. but it just wasn't 
like that vocabulary wasn't there. Like that acceptance wasn't there or whatever. You know, I do believe in, in medicinal marijuana. And my dad died uh, when he, he had struggled with pain management and um, for years and years and years and ultimately um, was in uh, excruciating pain in those months leading, leading up to his death. And I wished he would have embraced that. He could not get past, Yeah, you know, we got his card, we got him some different things to try whatever. And he could never get past the stigma that he was using drugs, that he was using yeah, drugs. I get it. I mean, he, I mean, I mean, he died addicted to Oxycontin and not, I, I mean, he needed it. Like right. he was there in his pain management. Right. right. But he couldn't, ex- but he couldn't get past, I can't use medicinal marijuana. I understand it. Yeah. I do. I understand it. And yeah, I often think like, you know, getting it back to my dad, you know, maybe he did have some anxiety, like, you know, mm-hmm. like and I, I tell, I tell Tiara that sometimes, you know, you know, grandpa often talked to me about being sad and, mm-hmm. you know, thinking he didn't live up to expectations. You, you know, at the time you don't, Right, like, yeah, and I like her, her maternal grandmother was an alcoholic, mm-hmm. right? Like these are things that are signs now, right? Right, like not maybe not signs, They're symptoms, that, yeah, symptoms, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but yeah, yeah, you, you know, you now you go you go into the weed doctor, That's so, right? <laughs> really not, but but I am no, I'm happy with it, and you know, it was cool to be able to sit there with her and talk. Where she respected my education in things like physical fitness and nutrition. And it wasn't in competition. Like she said, okay, so we don't have to go through this. You already know this. Like I don't have to figure out what your food sensitivities are. You've already done that. That's great. You're, you know, Mm -hmm. which was awesome. Like to be respected for my experience and my knowledge and my education. And uh, so I'm, I'm excited. We are changing around a few things about the, the way I eat. Cause I do have a lot of foods that, mess me up in different ways, cause yeah. me a lot of inflammation and, you know, looking at things a little differently. So, you know, we'll see. I don't feel better today. Like I just told you, I got eight and a half hours of sleep last night. I'm exhausted, yeah. <laughs> but well, we'll get there. I, I wonder how like, much, but I wonder how much of that is stress. I, I, again, something that we talked about and especially, uh, I don't know, with women and women in menopause, yeah. I'm going to just have to keep saying that, I guess. <laughs> um, you know, it's such a factor in metabol- metabolic health, stresses, and, and, you know, starting, I can really pinpoint the year that a lot of things happened with my brother and my parents and my business. Mm-hmm. Um, when I owned a business in North Carolina, I, I can pinpoint that as really being able to see when my health started to change. Um, I've told the story too many times. I'm not going to get into it again, but, you know, I was still full-time working as a trainer and fitness instructor. And, all of my clients were getting fitter and faster and stronger and I was getting slower and heavier and more exhausted and I was doing all the same things they were doing. Mm. You know what I mean? But I just had a lot of, a lot of other stuff going on underneath the surface. Yeah. And the galaxy far, far away when I was young, um, before Tiara was born, right before that, I I had some medical issues Mm -hmm. and I went to a doctor Mm -hmm. and the doctor asked me, when I wake up, how do I feel? And I said, oh, man, I could sleep 10 hours and I still feel tired. And the doctor at that time said to me, that's because while you're sleeping, your mind is working. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I asked you that. Yep, uh, for sure. I had that sleep study done in 2016, I think. And I went in for the results and he was like, yeah, you're barely getting enough REM sleep to keep you from being certifiably insane. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> we got to make some changes. I would really like to work on some with my mom, but you know, she's not and totally willing because some of the things that she does that I think impact her sleep, she does because she lives by herself. Yeah. My, my mom has trouble sleeping now. Mm-hmm. Um, TV stays on all night long, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. And I'm not going to change her now, but it can be beneficial to memory, health, and things like that to improve your sleep quality. Yeah. Look, one night sleeping with my Apple Watch and look how much I know. <laughs> does it, so what does it tell you? Like, Oh, it's pretty cool. Because I have it. I'll put the screenshot in the group and we can talk about it. But um, I've got... Because I have an Apple Watch. I just, like I said, I'm scared to rip the band off. Yeah. But this band is pretty good, the one I got. So this is the initial thing that I looked at that that's deep sleep that happens generally early on in the night. Mm-hmm. This is core sleep, which is what you spend the most time in. It's like light sleep, but it's super important to regeneration and everything. That's REM, mm-hmm. right? When you're dreaming and your eye, and that's where you get, you know, repair, like that's where you repair and where you're, that benefits your memory and stress and things like that. And that's awake. So those are the times throughout the night that so you REM, wake up and roll over. Uh, so REM sleep, like, is REM, when you're in REM sleep, like, can you, like, hear things? I don't know. Apple Watch doesn't tell me that. I, it just, it says it plays a key role in memory and refreshing your brain where most of your dreaming happens. So maybe you're dreaming, you're hearing things. I don't know. And it's when your eyes move from side to side. I had a dream last night um, about a parent from the Flagler United that passed away. I had a dream that he was in the gym at the rec league at the table. Really? Yeah. And then when I went to go talk to him, he vanished. Oh, man. It's a crazy dream. I had a dream the other night that Arnika and her daughter mm-hmm. were moving in here with us, and I hadn't told Joe. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I didn't stop her and tell her when I saw her yesterday because it was loud and you know yeah. crazy and whatever, but I full on had a totally realistic dream <laughs> that she was moving in here, and I hadn't talked to my family about it because <laughs> she wanted to use her house as a rental. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who knows who knows mm-hmm. what's happening but anyway so yeah so i'm i'm ex- i feel like i'm on the right track uh reclaiming reclaiming some of my yeah i gotta i gotta check into that yeah I, 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 cool. like, I don't feel like i sleep well maybe you don't yep i was happy to find out that i my a1c was excellent Ooh, i'm scared to, i'm scared hey, to, do you I'm, need, do you have keys or mine are in there okay cool. i'm scared to go look at that yeah, for yeah. you. Yeah, I, I got, thought you said yours was in. It good was shape. good, but you know, I actually have to go um, get some blood work. I'm actually gonna go either tomorrow or Tuesday, probably Tuesday. Yeah, because I got the days off. See, that the thing with like fucking our, our blood, the blood place I go, man, they they're always booked up. So I experienced that with my last round, and so I actually went to the one I sh- like pulled up there and got in line at seven o'clock in the morning. And got right in there without an appointment. Yeah. And there's one, but you don't, you don't go north like I do every day. There's one in a Walgreens that I like in St. Augustine that I pull off and use sometimes. Yeah, too. I'm gonna go get it because you know I've been bad with the soda drinking. Mm. It's tough. Sugar uh, is such a it's a real vice. I tell people all the time when I'm drinking. Like sometimes I'll be drinking soda at practice. I'll tell my parents one day, this is all going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's gonna tell me, yo, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but I have been doing well. My, I, I, I actually, oh, I think my wife is. Uh, I give her credit for that because 
you know, I married a Caribbean woman, or half Caribbean, right? And they they don't make a lot of fried stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not I don't I don't get a lot of fried Listen, anything. Yeah, I'm that I Mediterranean, right? Right. We're so we're Mediterranean and eaters. So like, even though we get rice, I always have to have a vegetable because that's what Caribbean people do. Mm-hmm. And it's mostly chicken. Like I I probably eat chicken most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, and yeah. she long ago went to whole wheat pasta and. Sometimes it's ground turkey, so she's good with that. Mm-hmm. She's trying to keep me around, I guess. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep, for sure. Well, and we have really um, turned nutrition up a notch here because of my athlete. Yeah. Right? It was kind of like we're decent all of the time. Right? But then, you know, just in the last couple of weeks, we really kind of amped it up because these conditioning practices have really intensified and and it's just part of it. And, you know, it's funny because she I used to coach people and say, you know, sometimes food is just fuel. Sometimes food is celebration or emotion or things like that. But ultimately, food does not have moral value. It has nutritional value. I don't find food. I don't I don't like the term guilty pleasure, uh, you know, because it shouldn't induce guilt. Like sometimes you just make a choice to eat some birthday cake to celebrate. And sometimes you make a choice to eat some cottage cheese because you need 30 grams of protein within an hour of waking up. Right. Like, and both are fine and both are good. But anyway, that's, you're not my client. So (laughs) shut up about that. But you know, Carolyn has really amped it up and she's noticed even just in two weeks of really being hardcore, some changes in the way, different parts of her body look you know doing the same hard work but fueling it different and she's not like a scale step or whatever she looks for the cut in her arms or the mm. definition in her shoulders or what we call around here ab dense mm. you know like they're not genetically predisposed to having their abs out like some some people are you yeah. know what i mean and so it's nutrition that'll that'll bring that out so I don't have, everybody relax. I don't have my kid on the scale. I'm not tracking her weight or anything like that. <laughs> Carolyn, it's Monday. Yeah. I know, no, no, no. We're not doing any of that. But she was, you know, she is enjoying watching, being able to see some of the sculpts and definition pop out, which is, which is cool. I mean, she's working hard. She ought to be proud of how she feels and how she. Yeah, of course. How she looks. Man, they're all working hard. <laughs> after their, after their last conditioning workout, they did stadiums. As like their finisher. Nice. That's Coach Williams' style right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know yet if Coach Sally does that because he came so late. Mm-hmm. But yeesh. Yeah. Coach Williams used to have them on the track. Yeah. But I got to say, Anthony looks slimmer mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. than he did last year. Mm-hmm. All that and, run. And he, he leaned out last year and shot up. Yeah. But he is. He's changing this year again, mm-hmm. too. Those conditioning bodies are crazy. <laughs> they are man they are crazy yeah man I looked down he, yesterday at practice he had one of them tight white shirts that go underneath mm-hmm. I was like oh my goodness look at this guy yep yep I'm gonna have to beat him up <laughs> 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 yeah but it's cool I'm excited for him they try out this week we'll bring it back local to finish off the yeah, kids try out this week tryouts are this week and um yeah I'm looking forward to it it's been a a long, long dead period mm-hmm. for the high schools when you do all you can do is conditioning, no games, right? Yeah. I mean, they haven't line. played since they played AAU in August. The boys, the girls yeah. had a uh, two weekends of yeah. fall ball. 
Jeez. Yeah, the boy. Yeah, the boys haven't played a, a game in almost three months. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, trials this week. Hopefully, parent meetings and mm-hmm. and then we get started in a couple of weeks. Yep, ours first our first game, at least home games, for, November fourteenth. Yeah, I gotta make it to that one. Yeah, yeah. I'm in charge of picking up the team meal. I have a job. Oh, it's a team meal. Yeah. Yeah, if, they're wonder, feeding him. I wonder if Tally does that. Yeah, he said he has rules. I don't know what the rules are. Yeah. Um, but uh. Yeah, Coach he's Brown a, said she's putting putting the one who focuses not, on nutrition in charge of because she knows I won't show up with soda and sweet tea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Man, it's gonna be good. We got Halloween on Tuesday. Uh, Carolyn and I were at Trunk or Treat last night. She she works up where I work. And she needed some hours. So, you know, when she needs hours, then I get hours because <laughs> I can't go up there with her. But it was super fun. I, I sent you a picture. Mm-hmm. Okay, this was so hilarious. I, I don't really talk about my job very much, right? But these dudes setting up this college game day. Great. It was a great idea. And they were Michigan and Ohio State. Like, they were repping the game, the greatest rivalry in college sports. Um. I don't, okay. I mean, it's on the list. It's I'm not making this up. Duke Carolina basketball is pretty big. So that's all I'm saying. I mean, everybody has one that they're really, really super <laughs> into, right? But you. in I'm terms just, of history I'm and things just, like that, and I am just best with you. Like I, I love everybody having their one that's theirs, right? But um, this one is the best <laughs> and, the, and the most long-standing and. and <laughs> And I told them what a big fan. I told those Ohio people what a big fan I was of Ryan Day. Like, <laughs> I Come hope on. he stays for a long time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> but it was Carolyn and I were our, our trunk. We did a trunk for work and we were right across the, the parking lot from theirs. And we watched him set up these three dudes. It took him an hour to really set up like basically three pieces of cardboard and a, a tablecloth <laughs> on the trunk. I ain't gonna, I, yeah, I was about to say I ain't. I was just about to say I ain't gonna knock him because I would have needed my wife to set it up too. I'm not a handyman. Oh my god! You know what I'm saying? So like, oh, like I want to laugh at them, but that would have been me. Yeah. And they were totally great with some of the, you know, some of the jokes. Because I was, I had, I had channeled my my inner Kindle fire last night. I was, I had to play the music and be on the microphone and all that kind of stuff, and and be the host of the evening and. So we had some good jokes and and lots of lots of Michiganders like out of the blue. So this dude that was part of this trunk that was dressed like Jim Harbaugh that was literally doing the stance all night, like bent over with his hands on his knees and making that funny face like Jim Harbaugh does, was from Flint, Michigan. Are you serious? I am dead serious. And his parents came and came over and talked to me for a while, too, you know, about this and that and Flint and whatever. Yeah, we had a few Lions jerseys in the crowd and lots of lots of Michiganders came out of the woodwork last night. But it was just too funny that they were right across the way and kept me entertained. And then they won first prize. So they would come over and vote. And I was I made some jokes about voting for themselves or whatever, like these Ohio dudes. Like they, they really <laughs> they hate me, I'm sure. Like <laughs> I gotta check the surveys from the event because there's gonna be one that was like this woman needed to <laughs> shut up about me being from Ohio. But um but they won first prize. And I know like it was a perfect trunk because the kids loved it because it was 
they were fun and they had a huge like they got so much candy from these people like there was a trunk that was really really good that didn't even place and i'm thinking their candy must have sucked must have been terrible right (laughs) they had great candy and great and they were fun guys and whatever and there was something for the grown-ups as well so you know grown-ups and kids it was a perfect trunk for all that yeah those dudes that didn't place must have been giving out like vitamins or something (laughs) toothbrushes <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> brush your teeth after all this candy you get tonight <laughs> you know one year we gave out ramen one year one of our broke years we gave out ramen because you know you get a big pack of ramen for a couple bucks people probably love that though. they did <laughs> people love kids love ramen they do it it worked it was great tiara used to love that shit yeah. i never liked it yeah no uh my kids still they, they liked it and you know a lot of those years that we didn't have a ton of tiara used to extra eat. grocery money oh, it was a I, staple i bought it all the time yep. i just didn't like it yep i like but mm-hmm. like and tiara. i didn't even doctor it up and put any healthy shit in it or anything they just got the straight ramen and i'm sorry for whatever that does <laughs> to your arteries <laughs> down the road but I hey, did the best I could. Hey man, they had a good. They got good seasoning packet in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the fuck that shit was? It just hit a little slow. Oh my god! I know. Joseph got to the point where he wouldn't always use it. Like he'd boil the noodles and then just put butter and peaches on Parmesan cheese on them. So I, I'd like to think that that was a lot of people do that though. Yeah, like they don't use the, whatever they the put the little in sodium in. packet. <laughs> season <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i'm hoping i i i'm hoping that we have enough out here that'll attract at least a couple trick-or-treaters this year we don't get very many back here you might but i i bought the i bought the full-size candy oh wow so hopefully i'm waiting for um like i'm tuesday when they start putting shit on sale because i need a bag of baby roof <laughs> man mr a1c yeah, I'm just, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't mean to hurt your mellow, but. Uh. <laughs> I'll share it. <laughs> Will you? Yeah. Yeah, we're passing out candy on Tuesday at work, too. And I'm, I, I, I'm, I, I bought, I usually try to buy a bag of stuff that I don't like, but I realized when I walked out of Costco with this bag, it's got um, Mounds and Almond Joy in it, and right. I'm a coconut person. Yeah. So For me, like Twix, Snickers. And I only eat Baby Ruth at Halloween. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Like, I eat, I only eat it at Halloween. I don't eat it. I, I won't go into the store and buy a Baby mm-hmm. Ruth. I'll buy a Twix, though. We're a peanut butter family. So the the ghost-shaped Reese's Cups <laughs> have made an appearance already <laughs> in the Olier house. We've, we've They've come and gone. So hopefully <laughs> we'll stay, yeah. stay away from them. One of the girls, like, so I got a lot of the kids to talk on the microphone last night. Um, one of the kids was dressed like a camel and I said, <laughs> out of the mouths of babes, I said, so what is your camel's name? We're like, what's your name is a camel. And she got the mic right up to her mouth and yelled in it. Humpy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It was hilarious. Yeah. Humpy the camel. Yep. And I mean, what, I, what other name is there? Really? Every adult cracks yes. the hell up. For sure. It's <laughs> what so made me think of the one and only Kindle Fire because she was so good at the clean joke, but that the adults could yeah. interpret differently if they yeah. wanted to. She just got on a new boat. She's going That's to meet right. the new boat. She's on the way. She went to the airport this morning. Mm-hmm. Yep. Big Kindle Fire finds here. Yes, from Carnival Cruises. If anybody's taking a Carnival Cruise and are into the... I didn't understand. The only cruise director I was aware of before taking our first <laughs> cruise was Julie McCoy. 
Uh, I wonder how many people know who Julie McCoy is. <laughs> Let's see. We're gonna put it, we'll put it in the group. Do you know who Julie McCoy is? Because yeah. we're, we're not telling you. Yeah, we won't tell. We'll wait and see. Mm-hmm. All right. So that brings us to the end of another one. Yes. Let me, uh, we're going to get these listens back up again. And they are. They're coming up. We're getting our people back, which is awesome. I yeah. appreciate that, everybody out there. Uh, if you're not, if you're a listener and you're not already a member of our Facebook group, we don't spam you. We don't go crazy posting all week. But when we get engagement, we definitely uh, respond and, and participate. And we'd like some more. So join us at the Strongly Worded Pod group on Facebook. Um, we are the Strongly Worded Pod on Instagram. We don't tweet. No, nah, man. Twitter's dead. Yeah, I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. We don't tweet. Not even call Twitter anyway. We don't X. We don't like. I'm not gonna say that. We're not gonna X Elon. <laughs> We're not going there. <laughs> I'm not going there. So check us out uh, wherever you listen. If you have the opportunity to leave us a review, if it's a good one, leave it. If it's a bad one, just listen to a different podcast. There's plenty <laughs> there's a billion. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And have a happy and safe Halloween, and we will talk to you next week. Thank <laughs> you.